Good morning. I hope you can hear the rain pouring down outside our apartment balcony and the cars working their way through it. It's a beautiful, beautiful, wet, uh, clearing, gorgeous day. And you know what? Today I thought it's a good topic. Sneeze proofing. I'm writing a book and that's the title. Sneeze proofing your life. When your life becomes subject to anybody else's sneeze, you become nervous. So, for example, <clears throat> if you're in a relationship and you're worried about your partner changing their mind or being with somebody else or uh, packing up and leaving, you are at the mercy of a sneeze because they can do that at chew, gone. You're worried about somebody dying or uh, leaving this planet just uh, and so it becomes a permanent deep-rooted subconscious anxiety at you so but it's the same at work if you work for a big firm like a government instrumentality a big consulting organization the rules of engagement are that uh, it's very unlikely that that organization will <coughs> sneeze at you and say to you, you're finished today. They usually give you three months if you're really performing badly, and there's a few sniffles before you get fired. But if you work for an entrepreneur or an entrepreneurial organization, uh, that entrepreneur can sneeze, it's you, and you're gone, you're finished. Now, not everybody is vulnerable to the same sneeze topic. For example, if my highest value is my personal wealth, if personal wealth represents to me an indication of who I am, uh, how well I'm doing in life, how worthy of love I am, if my financials be are my highest value, and that's not a criticism, that's just a fact of life, and you can't change it. So if my financial wealth is, an, is the primary driver of my self-respect, self-esteem, self-worth, and somebody gets the power to achoo, sneeze and uh, blow me, in a sense, into poverty, then my nervous system will be on edge even when I sleep. It'll be on edge even when I'm doing something that's really fun. I'll still be on edge because in the subconscious, the, the vulnerability to that sneeze becomes the core driving force of my behavior. So it's really important when we're in a coaching environment to work out what is a person's sneeze, what is the vulnerability they have and who holds that sneeze and work around it. Because while we are vulnerable to a sneeze, while we are not sneeze proof, we're nervous. Uh, we're we're uh, reactive, we're shaky, we are uncommitted because when we're subject to someone else's sneeze, someone else becomes subject to our sneeze. We become a reactive human being, which is not in the heart, not in the soul. Our work becomes uh, uh, fragile and therefore we don't do a good job of it. And we go looking for jobs that give us um, uh, a, a, a hiding place, let's call it. <clears throat> Sneeze proofing, uh, uh, one of my clients is an actor and every time that person goes to an audition, they're hoping to uh, 
firstly get past the sneeze of all the directors and the casting and all this. So they live in a totally sneeze vulnerable environment. They're sneezable. Their hope is that they can eventually get enough uh, acting performances to become famous. When they become famous, they're no longer s s uh, sneezable, they're sneeze-proof. It's uh, uh, an ideal many people have about their careers and their work, that if they get a certain amount of money and pay off their mortgage and pay off the car and pay off the house and pay off the bills and pay the kids through school, they will be sneeze-proof. But the thing is, what you'll notice in the universe is the more we have, the more we want. The more we have, the more we invest. So whether it's love in a relationship or money in work or uh, security in career, no matter how much we get, the universe causes us to want more. So if we get a mortgage and we pay off our mortgage, thank you very much, uh, I've paid off you know, the, the million or two million dollar mortgage that I've got. Wow, that house down the street looks fabulous and I, I, I know I can pay off a million dollar mortgage, so therefore why wouldn't I take another one and get a bigger house? These aspirations are not wrong, although in Buddhism they would be called the source of all suffering. They're not wrong, but in Buddhism they're called the source of all suffering. And they're not wrong because we live in outside, we're living outside of a Himalayan cave. We're living outside of a monastery. We're living in nature's universe. And in nature's universe, our, in, our, our mission, our purpose, our intent is to evolve, to evolve your bastard, as we call it in the bumper sticker. And that simply means more. But when more comes, more promotion, more wealth, more family, more love, more health, more fun, more, 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 with it comes more stress because our sneezeability factor, our vulnerability, our sneeze, sneeze-proofness goes away. And so if I've got a, 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 a two properties or, uh, or two businesses and I take on a third property or a third business or I take on more love or more children, what I was sneeze-proofed about before becomes more vulnerability and now I have back into the vulnerability of the, of the sneeze. And when we're vulnerable to one person's sneeze or we're vulnerable to the sneeze of the emotions of another person, we are really at the worst end of that spectrum. So, for example, the world economy, we can be vulnerable to the world's economy, but it's very unlikely a single person can sneeze and cause it. Yes, uh, China, there, it, it is a dictatorship in, in that sense that one person could change the economy of the world. America with a president, one person uh, back in the days of Trump, which we were all sneeze vulnerable to, could change the economy of the world. And so we all feel vulnerable. Um, uh, we feel vulnerable if we are a religious person to a God. And so we become fearful. Now, there are only two emotions in the whole wide world. Every other emotion feeds out of two emotions. Guilt of the past, fear of the future. Now, if you've if you've been following the podcast recently, you'll know that the, that the three things that we talk about over and over again are stuck in the past, stuck in the present, stuck in the future. And stuck in the future pretty much means fear of it. What are you going to do about it? Well, talk about it in your next coaching session. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day.
Bye for now.